Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to start reading in verse 9. Verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What I want to talk to you about this morning is probably not what you're thinking I'm going to talk about based on this scripture. We love to think about entering into the rest that the Lord has provided for us. Unfortunately, some of us have already tried to enter into that rest, and we have not come to a point where that is really even prudent. You see, we still live in this world. We still live in a world that's broken, that is covered up by the effects of sin in this world. And so there is still much work to be done. It's not time for us as the children of God to be thinking about entering into a rest period. And some of you sitting here today are older than others, and you may have from time to time come to the thought that, well, I'm just going to rest and let somebody else do the work. Some of you may be sitting here that are younger than others and say, well, that's for the older people to do. I'm just going to do what I enjoy, and later on I'll get to the work part. Well, I want y'all to understand that we have a commission from Jesus Christ himself that says that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel. And the whole purpose behind preaching that gospel is that those that are unbelievers might come to the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ and thereby, in turn, turn to him and repent of their sins and be saved from a eternity of damnation in hell. So what part of that to y'all sounds like rest? There's no rest there. If we look at verse 11 there, it says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest. You see, there's work that comes before the rest. And I want you today to not really think of the big grand scheme of things as far as what calling necessarily that God has has for you in your life, but I want you to think on a more personal and a more specific manner for a moment. And I want you to think about your, your walk with Christ. I want you to think about your attitude that you have had toward Him. What sort of, what sort of holiness is in your life? You see, there there is a certain responsibility that is required of us as children of God. It says that, that 
we are, are to be a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And when we begin to take on the, the looks and actions of this world, guess what? There's nothing then that sets us apart from them. And so we're to be different. And I don't mean we're to exalt ourselves above anyone, but what I do mean is that there should be a difference in us simply because Jesus Christ dwells within us. There ought to be an obvious difference in us. But if we've gotten into an attitude of entering into rest instead of the laboring to enter into rest, you know, we might have gotten to where we have become a little slack in our life, and we've allowed things to come in that shouldn't be there because we're, we're focused on rest. <clears throat> what is labor? Most of us think of it as a kind of an ugly word. If you go look up a real definition, it says work done or to be done. That which requires wearisome exertion. I don't really think of what I do every day as really falling into the category of labor. Okay? Maybe mentally. But I don't think of it as wearisome exertion. Now... I've had a couple opportunities over the past week to actually take part in labor. You know, when's the last time any of y'all sitting here actually worked hard? Okay, some of you may say, "Man, I do it every week." I guarantee there's a lot of you sitting here saying, "Hmm." See, Shelby's a lot like me. He he sits behind a desk most of the day and. There might be days where he has to do a little bit of hard work, but for the most part, we sit and operate a computer all the time. We don't, we don't understand what it means to actually uh, perform manual labor every day. So we set out this week to get my mom's old house cleaned up. We had to haul out a bunch of old junk and trash and things like that. And... All combined, we probably worked about four or five hours across the span of two days. And y'all, it wore me out. <laughs> that was hard work. There's people out there today make a living working way harder than that, you know. So this ideal of actual labor is easy for it to become a foreign concept to us today in 2016. I've got kids that don't understand what hard labor is, right? I grew up with this first-hand knowledge of what hard labor was. And I'm sure that my dad looked at my generation and said, these kids don't understand what hard labor is. We had to pick cotton and, and make it till your hands bleed and and, you know, all these different things, and we always look at the next generation and say, they don't understand what hard work is. But I want you to ask yourself that question today in a spiritual sense. Do you know what it means to labor? Do you know what it means to really fight a good fight and, and resist the temptations of this world? Because, you see, they're coming at you all the time. There is a constant struggle 
going on and how hard you fight it really determines how great the battle is. I want you to just ponder that for a moment. You might be sitting there thinking, well, I haven't had that many struggles and the struggles I have had hadn't been that great. I want you to understand something about our enemy. He don't fight you any harder than he has to. You hear me? Do you hear me today, church? He don't fight you any harder than he has to. So if you hadn't been encountering a lot of struggles from the enemy, that might be a reason he doesn't find it necessary. But I guarantee you when you begin to seek the face of the Lord and begin to uh, strive to encounter Him in a new way and you dig in a little deeper and say, God, what is it you want me to be doing? Father, what is it today that I need to set aside and seek you greater? I guarantee you're going to begin to encounter an enemy that is all about persecution. He's all about trying to put you down. And there will begin to be a struggle in your life. That's what it means to labor in this world, okay? When we begin to talk about laboring to enter a rest, that's what it's about. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 12. This morning, I want you to really take a deep look at yourself. You should be doing this on a regular basis. You shouldn't wait on me to tell you to do it. You should be constantly washing yourself with the water of the Word. Compare your life to what it says. Do you match up? Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin." And y'all, I believe this is really what the, word, what the Lord is wanting to say to you today, church. You see, we, we, we can often spend time focusing on, on other people outside the church and unbelievers and how bad off they have it. But y'all, I want you to just take today and, and direct all of that attention back at yourself and, and say, what is it that I have allowed in my life that sin that has so easily entangled me and surrounded me. I guarantee you, as I say those things, something comes to your mind. And maybe you don't, maybe you're not just covered up in sin all the time, but there is something that I guarantee you, if you begin to dig deeper and get closer to God, His Spirit will begin to reveal to you and say, you need to get that out. 
You need to weed this out of your life. You need to remove that as much as possible. Run from it. Flee from it. Eradicate it in your life. Maybe it's something that many years ago you fought a battle against and you think you won it, but all of a sudden it's reared its ugly head again. And you say, here we go. Y'all, this ain't the time to be thinking about entering into rest. This is the time to think about laboring. Because see, what He's coming for is a people that love His appearing. A people that are all about being like Him. Taking on His appearance in everything we do. He's not coming for somebody that just wants the title put on them. He's not coming for somebody that just wants a form of righteousness, but they deny the very virtue of what it means. I'll tell you right now, I've seen it firsthand in my own life. The moment I quit resisting, the moment I quit fighting, the moment I quit taking a stand and raising the bar of of righteousness in my life, guess what happens? Sin comes in. Comes in like a flood sometimes. And you say, well, Brother Kevin, when does it get better? I don't know, I will tell you, when I get there. You see, it's a constant battle, y'all. You don't ever get past some of this stuff. Some of this stuff, just like Paul had this thorn in his flesh, he said that he had prayed three times and asked God to remove it. And God every time responded, my grace is sufficient for you. Y'all, there are some things you will never rid yourself of that will continue to come up over and over and over again. And you have to keep fighting. You can't get to a point where you say, I have fought a good fight and I'm done doing that. I'm not going back and fighting that fight again. Wrong! You will have to fight that fight again if you want to continue to pursue after the goodness of God. You have not yet resisted unto blood. Man, we get to thinking sometimes we have fought so hard. Have you really? Have you really? I mean, really ask that question today. Have you fought that hard? Because y'all, I don't know about you, but I know about me. And man, there are days I fight pretty hard, but is it really that big of a fight? Because, see, the Word tells me that, that it's God fighting on my side that really is making the big difference. And, you know, all I've got to do really is trust Him. Flee temptation. Walk in the Spirit and I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, it's not that much of a fight really on my behalf. We get weary, we get tired, I know. But come on. I think we just get lazy. I'm going to share one more verse of Scripture with you this morning. It's in the book of Jude. And y'all, this speaks directly to your responsibility as a child of God. I want you to understand, it ain't my job to keep you in check. It is not my job. It ain't your parents' job to keep you in check. If you are a blood-bought Christian, you're responsible. 
Alright? The book of Jude, <clears throat> verses 20 and 21, it says, But ye, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Building yourselves up, keep yourselves. You see a common theme there? See, all the church can do is supply resources. It's a rallying point. All your pastor can do is be obedient to the Lord and deliver the message that God has for you on that day. Pray with you. Those kind of things. I can't do it for you. I can't fight the fight for you. And neither can your parents or or your other family members. They can't do it for you. There comes a point where you as an individual, as a child of God, have to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to do what the Word says and I'm going to keep myself in the love of God. And that is done by fighting that fight against sin in your life. And saying, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm doing what the Word says. I'm moving this out. I'm not going to allow myself to become entangled again in that sin that so easily besets me. There's some things you don't need to toy with. You know? You just don't even need to go there. Sin is one of them. (laughs) Just avoid it at all cost. You know what that phrase means, at all cost? That means it doesn't matter what it costs you. If it costs you a job, if it costs you friends, if it costs you position in the government, if it costs you status among your peers, avoid it at all cost. That's what God's looking for in us, y'all. He said, be holy because I'm holy. I'm setting an example for you. You need to be like me. And we can't be holy when we're allowing sin time after time after time to come into our life and we just grab it and welcome it with opening arms. And say, come on in. The water's fine. We can't be that way, church. If we're going to be Christians, if we're going to be effective Christians in this world, we've got to continue fighting. Continue laboring on a daily basis, on a a minute-by-minute basis. We've got to keep fighting.